L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited-time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I love this time of year. I do. Doesn't it feel busy, though? Doesn't it feel like there's so much going on? I I always feel as though the first, I don't know, nine months of the year, they just uh, just kind of do their thing. The winter, the way the, the, the year always starts, winter always feels slow to me. But then you get into spring and you start having some holidays. You start looking forward to summer and then summer comes and then summer every day feels like, hey, we've got something we can do if we want to. Summer feels free. And then, you know, nearing the end of summer, you're sort of you know, battening down. You go, okay, well, we got kids going back to school and we've got to start getting ready for fall and and uh, pumpkin spices out everywhere. We've got that happening and we have to start doing our Christmas shopping. But let's not worry about that right now. Let's just make sure we're 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 into the fall season and getting into the groove of things and traffic patterns kind of resume their their normal flow as people are done with their summer vacations and things like that. And you go, okay, September, October, we're kind of in the flow. We're flowing. We got holidays coming up. We know it, but we're not worried about it. We get uh, we get into a little later into October, having our pumpkin spice everything's right now. I got my pumpkin spice latte, my pumpkin spice biscuits, my pumpkin spice uh, uh, gasoline. You know, everything's pumpkin spice now. Just whatever it is, it's diesel. It's, and then uh, you got Halloween, and then after Halloween, as soon as Halloween happens, boom! All the stores start putting up all the Christmas crap. It's everywhere. It's Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Meanwhile, there's a little Thanksgiving turkey that's just praying you forget about him. Like, oh, 
please, maybe you just forget this here and you don't eat me. And you do. You don't forget. You still eat the turkey, uh, but it's all while you're still shopping for Christmas. And then as you eat your turkey, you get ready to do more shopping for Christmas immediately after stuffing yourself with the bird. It just feels as though you get through the first nine months and you get to about the middle of October, maybe that last week of October. And all of a sudden, it just feels like time flies. Like, I'm so busy. I got this and this and this and this and this. And you got uh, kids who are going to have breaks for Thanksgiving, and you got to do your shopping, and you got to uh, get ready to go with uh, maybe you're having a, 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 a little family, a mini vacation. Maybe you've got time off you've got to use up for the end of the year, like John and Ken do, uh, which is why I'm here. Uh, whatever it is. And then you, uh, this week, this week is bad. Next week is the worst, but this week, especially with Christmas falling on a weekend, this whole week, maybe you got some stuff done yesterday and today, uh, yesterday, Monday, yesterday, today, right? But honestly, do you plan on doing anything for the next two days? Be, be real. Do you plan on doing, you're not, you're not going to the office and thinking, man, I got a lot of stuff. I'm just going to get this done now. I'll be here. No. Well, you and I will, right? But <laughs> like, we're, I mean, Deborah's not out there going. Oh, I got to hurry up and get all my news stories for the twenty third and get that ready to. No, no. It's this is when things fall back to you and me, the B team, Mark. This is this is B team time. Tell me about it, right? But for people that that don't have to be, you know, on air or whatever, uh, it's like uh, I know how this goes. Uh, for Pete's sake, my wife uh, works from home. Took a nap yesterday. And she had a little stomach flu, and she was like, I got to lay down. And nobody's in the office anyway, and the boss is on vacation at her daughter's place in Kentucky. She's checking in her emails periodically. Everybody's kind of, they're cashed out. They're totally cashed out right now. I just realized you thought that Eric was me when, when he, he butted Oh, is that Eric? <laughs> yeah, I said I was going to be here. Yeah, yeah. This but, is what happens when you're in the home studio there, guys. Well, so, it, sorry it, about it's that. also what happens when you have a couple yeah. alpha males with, with manly deep voices. It's easy I to get us mixed too. up, right? I know. Both of you guys got a little bit of a radio crush on both of you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, but next week, too, is the worst, is it not? Mark, next week is the worst. I got to tell you. you just stay out of this, so don't confuse me, Eric. <laughs> yeah, shut your hole, Eric, please. Yeah, uh, Eric. I, I got to tell you, Chris, I've never minded working holidays because everybody- I don't mind it either. Everybody's I, I always mind. super cool. There's always some sort of food. People bring stuff. and, and Which it's is just, nice. It's relaxed. Uh, it's Generally, it's not too chaotic. I, I've never minded it at all. I don't mind it either, but we're also in kind of a unique position here in media, right? As the B team, uh, but in in like the general workforce, like look at the sales staff. How much how much of the sales staff is really sprinting here at the end of the year? They're not. They're like, yeah. next week is purgatory. The week between Christmas and New Year's, half the staff is going to be. I don't just mean in, in you know the radio business. I mean elsewhere too. Half the staff is out. You got people with their kids are home from school. Uh, they're wrapping up their last uh, of the uh, the paid time off days. Uh, they're enjoying their Christmas presents. They're they're eating their leftovers. They're getting ready for New Year's. Maybe they're watching football bowl games. I know Eric will be. Eric, you can open your hole now and talk about football <laughs> bowl games. I'm fine with that. I actually got uh, Jeff Passon talking about Carlos Correa on the TV right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> so, yeah, apologize for that. Yeah, anyway, my point is, I just always feel like this time of year just flies by and it's so friggin' busy. Uh, but the uh, the rest of the year is it's just, it's, everything's got its own timber to it, right? Its own, its own, you know, aura. And this year is just a weird, it's the hustle and bustle, I guess, is why they call it the hustle and bustle. 
You know, Chris, you call us the B team. I think of us more as the special ops team. We have to. Oh, I like that. We have to come in to take care of things when when not yes. everybody else can. I like that. We're Radio Team Six. There you go. You. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, the other thing that happens this time of year too is um, a lot of people are trying to get medical things done right now. I'm in that boat. Um, because the, my deductible is met. So my wife and I had a lot of stuff this year, right? A lot, just a lot of medical stuff this year. My deductible is met. We've also capped our, or we've we've maxed out our out-of-pocket stuff. So anything else that we do from here on out is 100% covered by insurance. Oh, what are you going to get? I'm going to have my heart restarted next week. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So my heart keeps going to, into uh, AFib, which is pretty common. But it's just, it's, it's just out of rhythm, right? And I don't like it. A lot of people live with it. My brother lives with AFib. My mother lives with AFib. It's in my family. But I, I've done it. I did it once earlier this year, too, where I had to, I had to be restarted. Um, so this time we're going to restart it. We're going to go on some what they call pacing medication. But I, I told my cardiologist, I said, yeah, let's do it because I had the option. Do you want to just try to deal with it or do you want to have it? Do you want to do a defibrillation again? And I said, well, it's paid for now. Let's get it done. If I can do it before the first of the year, let's get it done. I said, it's too bad that this has to weigh into my medical decisions, but it's it's the truth. I go, it's the, it's the practicality of the matter. It's the reality that I have to worry about this because otherwise it's like, I don't know, six, eight grand, something like that. So this is the time of the year that you can pretend that you live in one of the other 35 or 36 civilized countries that has health care for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, and so you know I had to do a do the stress test on Monday and now I got the I got the heart restart on on Tuesday and and uh, I've done that like I said I've done that before they restart it and then um, you know I'm, I'm I go general anesthetic for about thirty seconds while they restart my heart and then I, I come out and uh, just relax the rest of the day and then I'm I'm good to go uh, on Wednesday but I had to do it now if I could not have gotten in prior to the first of the year. I probably would not be doing this right now. Probably would have to be living with a with an irregular heartbeat until something else happened medically where my wife and I said, okay, you know, maybe she has, uh, she's had a couple of foot surgeries this year. So maybe she has something else that she has to have done. And we go, all right, well, let's just, let's just hit our deductible. Let's just get all this stuff out of the way now then. But that's the reality of it. hustle and bustle and a few medical procedures. And I talked to the people at the hospital too. And they said, oh yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people try to get the, the that stuff in by the end of the year. That happens every year. But aren't the hospitals also crowded with people with assorted respiratory RSV and, and COVID things at the moment too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, but difference though between ER and like surgical, you know. So ICU and ER are going to be crowded with that sort of thing. People who are getting some of the other, I guess, elective procedures done uh, that are still covered by insurance. Um, you know, the cardiologist isn't isn't being backed up by people with the flu right now. So they're no longer telling anybody to put off their elective stuff. That's good. No, not not my experience. No, they're they're fine with it. Well, good luck with but that. Also, well, thank you. I'm not worried about it. I'm just thinking this is all part of this hustle and bustle. We all have these checklists at the end of the year. i got to get presents for, for my aunt and my uncle and my niece and my nephew and my brother and my sister and my mom and my dad and my... Uh, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and everything else, right? And then it's like, and I got to get this done, and I got to get that done. Oh, yeah, and I got to make sure I schedule, you know, any medical stuff because I've already hit my deductible for the year. And you know if I just put it off. So 
you know, let's say I just say, okay, well, I'm going to pay out of pocket next year. I'm, and I hit the deductible by January, you know I wouldn't have any other medical issues the rest of 2023. He'd be like, well, you hit your deductible, and now everything else is just fine the rest of the year. And the next time I got sick, I'd do something dumb, right? I'd, I'd fall out of a tree or something January 2024, and i got to start all over. Like you were saying, Mark, it's it's like uh, right now, it's like living in a civilized society that has uh, health care available to everyone. You don't have to necessarily plan your accidents. Well, like right. Now, do. here's what you do. Since you're in this golden period, Yes. Get a knee replaced, even if you don't need it. Just just That's get some exactly get some extra stuff done. Just get my go go gadgets out of the way <laughs> yes. right now, right? It's exactly what I should be doing. Yeah, get a hip. Get get some new stuff. Thank you. All right, I want to talk magic mushrooms, uh, and I'm going to do that here in uh, in the next segment. Magic mushrooms finding their uh, finding uh, their legal way here in California. That is next. Chris Merrill in for John Ken, KFI AM six forty. Live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. We had, uh, years ago, California was leading the way when it came to legalization, right? I don't think we were the first state to legalize marijuana, or did we try it and then we backed off of it, or I can't remember exactly how that went. Mark, what was the, do you remember the timeline? Seems I, like we legalized it, and then it was It was among the first. I, I didn't live here at the time. I moved here from uh, yeah. Washington four years ago, where it was legal as well, and the differences yeah. between the two states is really hilarious. They're still on lockdown here. Uh, it's... It's like uh, a supermax prison when you go into a shop here. California was the first in '96. In '96, but then Eric didn't they didn't it get like dialed back or challenged in courts or something like that? And then it was. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that's how it went. But I know medicinally it's been legal since '96, and then recreationally it just happened within the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 jibes with what I recall too. Uh. As we all know, uh, marijuana is a gateway drug. If you try marijuana one time, you will immediately be addicted to heroin, uh, as we all know. If you take one puff, as soon as you puff, puff, then pass, you can't wait to get on the horse. Uh, you want that You want that crack rock, and you'll do anything to get it. Without ever even knowing how to get a crack rock, you'll want crack rock because you tried marijuana. We know how marijuana works. It's a gateway drug. And so now that uh, we have, I'm joking, now that, because somebody's out there screaming at me going, I'm an idiot. It's true, but I'm joking. Now that uh, we have legalized uh, marijuana, that's just a gateway anti-prohibition law. It only makes sense now that we've legalized marijuana that we're going to be pushing for legalization of everything else. Now, for some people, they've wanted to legalize all drugs for a very long time. And there are reasonable arguments to be had, philosophical arguments about uh, being able to do what you want with your own body and and what uh, you know whether or not you want the government controlling that. But I think most of us believe that there's probably a uh, a middle ground here, right? That, uh, okay, we can see legalizing marijuana, but probably not uh, legalizing uh, cocaine, for instance. Some people are going to say, no, no, we have to. We're an open society. And some people will say, well, we shouldn't have legalized marijuana. But I think a lot of us fall in the middle where we go, marijuana legalization is is all right. Uh, Cocaine is problematic. All right. So I think we get that. What about the magic mushrooms? Yeah. Magic mushrooms are interesting to me because I'm seeing that more and more people are using uh, medicinal psychedelics like magic mushrooms. They're using these as part of therapy. 
But also, uh, some people who don't necessarily need uh, psychedelic therapy are using magic mushrooms for um, Coachella. Uh, California is looking at, since we've legalized marijuana, maybe we take the next step and legalize the magic mushroom. Bill has been introduced to decriminalize magic mushrooms in California. It's from KTLA. The measure wouldn't allow dispensaries to sell mushrooms, but it would prevent police from arresting people for possession of plant-based psychedelics. KTLA's Rachel Menatoff live in Santa Clarita with more on the new proposal. Rachel. Rachel. Hey, uh, Eric, do you have that? Can you pull that audio up? This Bill has been introduced to decriminalize magic mushrooms yeah, in California. Yeah, just skip ahead to like 20 the measure seconds. Measure wouldn't there, allow dispensaries. Rachel, see how that works. Micah, this would allow people to use limited amounts of certain psychedelic drugs, and supporters say it's an important step in the treatment of mental illness and addiction, but skeptics are concerned it could be dangerous. It's a second attempt to pass legislation decriminalizing the use and possession of plant-based psychedelics like magic mushrooms and ayahuasca for anyone 21 years and older. It oh. does not, however, allow for the sale of the drug. California Senator Scott Weiner reintroduced minute, Senate Bill 50. Micah. So hold on. We, we legalize it, but we can't sell it, which means you can't buy it, but it can be, I guess that means it has to be homegrown? Are we? Suddenly, is is everyone in the Central Valley that has a cow going to be growing their own magic mushrooms under their patties every day now? Like, I'm just growing my own. Totally legal. Sounds like I'm it's more of a don't ask, don't tell situation. Like, don't... Oh, is that it? Don't get into any trouble and we'll stay off your back. Oh, that's kind of decriminalization then, right? That's different than legalization. I'm just trying to read between the lines. It's a good thing I took that. a horticulture class. So, Eric is... Um, Eric is my new roommate, and uh, Eric, I'll bring the cow if you bring your education. How's that sound, huh? Sounds good to me. I like this. All right. Uh, by the way, does it have to be a cow, or can we use other patties? Like, if I have, like, a really big dog, will that work? It's a good question. Or does it have to be specifically bovine? All right, continue with the uh, audio here. Let's However, see allow for the sale of the drug. California Senator Scott Weiner reintroduced Senate Bill 58, which had failed in its final committee hearing several months ago. There are people right now who they're, they are functional because of psychedelic therapy. They're able That's to true. stop using opioids, stop using heroin. They're able to um, cope with their PTSD or their anxiety only because of psychedelic therapy okay, Cities like San Francisco. I, this is interesting though doesn't this argument sound exactly like the argument for marijuana like there are people that are off of opioids and other pain medications because of medicinal marijuana there are people that are able to get through uh because they get through the day because of marijuana it treats ptsd it does like all of a sudden every argument we made for marijuana is being made for magic mushrooms and other psychedelics, right? This is, and and the other thing too is that you hear that they're like, look, shrooms aren't the problem, man. It's heroin. It's not like heroin. It's like the the war on drugs is pick a drug worse than the one you've got now, and then the one that's not as bad we ought to legalize. I'm not so sure I'm crazy about this. I I do think I have I've seen a little bit about people using the psychedelics for therapy. And I think there's merit to that. It should be studied further. I'm not so sure about legalizing. Although, as Mark pointed out, decriminalization uh, may be the initial goal, and especially when it comes to 
medicinal use. Well, you've heard of the Overton window. This is more like the Nabisco window. Oh, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> Do you see where I'm headed here? I got you there. Okay. Yeah. I like where I like where you got with that one. Absolutely. All right, well, let's talk about uh, homelessness. We'll do that here in just a few moments as uh, the new mayor has decided to make this major piece of her agenda, and she's following up on some of the promises that she made on the campaign trail to focus on homelessness. But will her plans help? That's next. Chris Maryland for Jenna Kent, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Karen Bass has been the mayor for, what, less than two weeks now? And uh, she is uh, really making this uh, the homelessness uh, a huge part of her, I guess we say, legacy. She's trying to build her legacy around this. It was uh, part of the, uh, the big campaign push as well. So she's following up and says this is going to be a priority, and it seems to be a priority going forward. Uh, Blake Trolley out of the KFI newsroom. And uh, Blake, uh, she made a kind of a big announcement today as we're talking about getting some people off the streets. That's right. The mayor announced her inside safe plan today. This is her first major plan to get homeless people off the streets and uh, in this case into motel rooms. The mayor's been teasing this plan since last week when she announced her state of emergency. Under this plan, the city is going to go out, ID the most critical homeless camps and offer people at those homeless camps motel rooms. People will be able to stay in those motel rooms, get services. This includes mental health care, drug treatment until permanent housing becomes available. The mayor stated today she knows housing will take months to develop. She knows it's going to be a while until she can get that affordable uh, and permanent housing built. This is a place for people to go while that housing is being built. And the work is already underway, Chris. Interestingly, she made the announcement today about the Inside Safe program. Uh, but the city started the program technically yesterday. The city says it went out to an encampment off Coanga under the 101 and began offering motel rooms. Uh, and officials say they had a 90 percent acceptance rate. So 90 percent of the people that they offered those motel rooms and services to accepted those. Um, wow. But again, as for the pace of this program, it was a major announcement. I still would not say that this is going to be an explosive launch. Here's uh, Mayor Bass. We'll go to bite one. Here's Mayor Bass talking about the availability of beds as she gets this program going. The service providers have identified the beds, yeah. and so we know that there are specific motels where people can go to. In the best of all worlds, what I would like to see is us to be able to do this citywide, but we're not at that capacity just now. It's going to take us a minute to ramp up. I think this is day nine. No, day 10 of being mayor. So, again, jokes there that, it, you know, it hasn't been long. And, uh, you know, as you say, this was a major component, of course, of her campaign. And I think anybody wanting to uh, to take the head seat here in L.A. would have to make this their their center issue. Um, and the county, of course, Chris, yesterday we heard the county has jumped on board. The county board of supervisors voted yesterday to help with this emergency, agreeing to actually put county service department heads in city meetings. 
and also have county staff work with city teams to pair people with services. So that leaves us with the big question. Is the state going to get more involved with all of this? Um, and I think the state's going to have uh, going to have to. I mean, Bass signaled this morning, L.A., it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be alone for long if we can go to by, uh, bite number two. And last night I attended the inauguration of the new mayor of Long Beach, Rex Richardson, who said in his inaugural address that today he will declare a state of emergency in the city's, in the county's second largest city. We're getting calls now from other cities about our approach, what we're doing. So where does that leave the state? Well, Mercedes Marquez, she's Mayor Bass's housing chief. I spoke with her on state involvement. If we could go to bite three. Do you hope the state gets involved with this? I know yesterday the mayor went down to the county. She pleaded with the county. Are you hoping the state gets involved with this? This is obviously a statewide issue. Um, we expect the, the state will be involved. They have different types of programs. The mayor has already been in touch with them. And in fact, I'm meeting with the state tomorrow. If it seems like she was answering that question fast, Chris, she was, because I yeah. guess she had to run to a TV interview. <laughs> so oh. we were, I was holding her up on accident. So the, the interview actually got cut off right after that, and uh, she had to run and do a live TV interview she had agreed to do. Oh, I'm really sorry that the TV didn't get what they wanted. Oh, I feel horrible <laughs> on TV not getting their thing. Terrible. Uh, Blake, uh, so many questions uh, to follow up. First of all, do we know what the costs are going to be uh, short-term, long-term? I know these have been kicked around, but let's uh, kind of go over right. those. I mean, how much? Yeah, so, so this program, we've been offered a number that is this will cost under $100 million. We haven't been able to nail down a specific price. I talked to Bass's staff about it today. Wasn't able to get a specific price tag. They, they, they are confidently saying that this will cost under $100 million. But again, the county is also going to be taking on some of this budget. The county right now is operating on a $530 million uh, budget. That budget was put into effect July 1st of last year, runs through June 30th of next year so it's a one year it's one fiscal year budget but yeah. the county's going to be having a meeting and i'm sure the city i'm sure this is going to be discussed with city budget the county's going to have meetings uh two months out and six months out uh to assess if they're going to or if the county's going to need more money so we could see the price tag at least with the county uh go up as far as as, as homelessness and then of course we hear there they're signaling that they're talking with the state so uh, you know, this this could also possibly affect the state budget, if, depending on how much the state gets involved. And I, I'm not surprised to hear that other cities are, are deciding to take this approach. Uh, yesterday at the county board of supervisors, meaning one of the supervisors touched on some cities being concerned that if L.A. declares a state of emergency, they might get shortchanged with county resources. So uh, could other cities do this just in a response to try to keep up with what L.A. is getting? I think yeah. that's uh, that's likely a possibility. It's my uh, my cobalt shampoo uh, cynicism that comes out uh, all of a sudden when they tell you, oh, it'll be under $100 million. I think we better figure it's going to be $200 million. Uh, so mm -hmm. you know, I know that's it's not your report, but that's sort of where I am on, on all of this. Whenever a politician <laughs> says that a price tag is going to come in under something, you better double whatever it is that they said that it's going to come in under. It's like, you know when you sit at a restaurant and there's no prices on the menu and you start yes. sweating? Yep. <laughs> Yup. Yeah. And you say, how much is this? And the mater D says, oh, don't worry. It, uh, it would be much less than you expect. Okay, well, double you whatever it is that you expect. You always stick with the chicken. Always. You always stick with the chicken. You don't see prices, stay away from the beef. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the seafood is market yeah. price, right, that day. Yeah. <laughs> 
So today, though, you know, at the meeting, somebody did ask about police involvement. And that's one other element of this that I think everybody's wondering. You build the housing, you get the services, but what if people don't agree to do it? And so far, uh, the mayor has really stayed away from, from, you know, committing any sort of enforcement on any of this. This is, of course, all voluntary They're claiming they've had success with outreach workers, and they gave us this number yesterday that uh, the mayor's housing chief, the one you just heard from, she's the one who gave me this 90 percent compliance rate. So if they are getting that, then um, as this program moves, you you know, you were asking before the break, how effective could this be? Well, if they're getting 90 percent at each encampment, then this will be effective, but time will tell. Yeah. Uh, Blake, how does it work with Blake Trolley in the KFI newsroom? He's been working on this great story about uh, Mayor Bass and, and how she's dealing with homelessness. Uh, how does this work with the motels? Do they have agreements with the motels? Do we, is yeah, somebody we, walking in with a wad of cash and saying, I'd like to check in for a night or two? What's uh, How does it work out? That's Well, pretty much the city at this point uh, tells me they haven't actually master leased any of the motels. So right now they've identified motels that are allowing for this. They're allowing them to put homeless people inside. And one, you know, one thing to keep in mind is some of these motels may be hurting for business. This could be a good opportunity for them uh, to fill some rooms up. So right now these motels are being filled as the city looks for uh weirdly enough as the city looks for motels to master lease and as the city gets uh affordable and permanent housing built yeah i'm just imagining uh if i'm somebody who had booked a vacation and that is not shown on the brochure you know oh this mm-hmm. is a triple a rating and then you find out oh but they also have seven people who uh who are here uh, with homelessness and maybe it's the good homeless and maybe it's the bad homeless that are in uh that motel with you so mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like that could be one of those uh, real vacation downers uh for somebody if you get stuck in one of the hotels uh, or motels with the with the bad homeless um my, again know, my guess is that uh, my guess is that the motels that are doing this are probably hurting you know, and this is yeah. probably a good business opportunity for them. And, uh, you know, I, it is all positive in the sense that people want to see homeless people be moved off the streets. And and again, what Karen Bass is is doing is what she said. She's trying to bring, you know, multiple levels of government to the table. One of the interesting elements of, of this new plan is some of these services. We talk about mental health services, drug treatment services. The county has now said they will bring to these motels. Or, or to these affordable housing places as well, or, or temporary housing places as well, because it, it sounds like it'll be more effective to bring the services to them as yeah. opposed to they live at a motel and it's up to them to go seek out these services. Yeah, yeah, I, I certainly see how that uh, how that would play out. I wonder what happens with the city, and this is just again the cynic in me, Blake. What happens to mm-hmm. the city? Uh, when uh, somebody uh, uh, takes uh, takes uh, the city up on their offer and says, okay, I'll go stay at the, the, the travel center or whatever we're calling the, the motel where somebody's staying, mm-hmm. and they go in and it's a, it's a motel that has been uh, hard up for business and maybe for a good reason, and uh, that homeless person comes away with bed bugs. Uh, you know, didn't go into the place with uh, bed bug issues. It comes out of the place with bed bug issues. Is the city going to be on the hook for that sort of thing? I feel like there's some liability that goes into some of this when you're just meandering into a motel. Or maybe it's yeah, just the I, same liability that, that the, the the motel would have with any customer. Well, I know the city's stance on all of this is that they're hoping that the temporary housing um, is is of quality. So I think when they, when it comes yeah. to working with motels, they have been a little bit more selective. And I think that okay. is part of their, their process right now in identifying motels. Hmm.
All right. I'd like to be on that committee who just wanders around sleeping in various <laughs> hotels to determine which one is okay. Oh, many bars good at this one. We'll bring somebody in here. That's good. All right. Blake Trolley uh, out of the KFI Newsroom. Blake, thanks for the update. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Chris. Huge deal in the soccer world as we lost an immaculate receiver. And Argentinian uh, soccer players, footballers, had to be airlifted out of their own party. That's next. Chris Merrill in for John Ken KFI AM 640. It's more stimulating talk. We're live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. Uh, we'll talk about that spending bill here in the next hour. I know that sounds boring as hell. I'm going to try to unbore it. But uh, $1.7 trillion. And some of that is going to Ukraine. Some of that might be going to your retirement. Some of that may just be going to make sure that we don't have another repeat of January 6th. Yep. Oh, in the next hour. I did want to bring this up. I'm, I'm a, a sports fan, but I won't get into any X's and O's. I watched the World Cup, and I think last time I was on, uh, I think I was in for uh, Gary and Shannon, but I was talking about how we just don't care about soccer until uh, it's World Cup. And uh, World Cup is kind of like the Olympics. Like Nobody cares about fencing. My apologies to those of you in, the, in that niche sport that is fencing. In America, you know it's just not a very popular sport. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, the, the Olympics come on, and suddenly we're all wrapped. Our attention is wrapped, and we all become fencing experts, right? Like, oh, his pere was terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, on guard. Uh, same thing with soccer. Uh, and soccer is growing in popularity here in the United States. But let's face it, it ain't American football as far as popularity goes. But I do love watching that World Cup. And I was watching, I watched the the final, I turned the final match on in the second half, and I'm so glad that I did, uh, because, and it was it was kind of early for us, so I turned it on in the second half, I'm so glad I did, I turned it on in Argentina, Argentina, Argentina was up 2-0, uh, two, two and suddenly there's a penalty on the French player, and for whatever reason in soccer, the person who's penalized doesn't take the penalty shot, they can have anybody do it, uh, not like in... American basketball, where if you're fouled, you take your foul shots? No. In soccer, it's like, oh, penalty on you, and now there's going to be a penalty kick, so we give that to our best player. Anyway, I was watching that, and uh, France scored, made it 2-1. A minute and a half later, France scored again. They hadn't scored in 82 minutes, and suddenly they scored twice in two in a minute and a half. It was crazy. Goes into extra time. There's a couple of goals in extra time. It was thrilling. It was a blast. It was fantastic. It went to uh, a penalty kick. Uh, what do you call that, Eric? Penalty kickoff? Yeah, penalty kicks. Penalty kicks. All right. So sudden it's just death. like a, a shootout, right? Not sudden in, death, uh, but... in, in hockey, it's like sudden death shootout. Yeah. And uh, and Argentina won. The, the French uh, had their uh, a couple of their kicks blocked, and one went wide. He missed the he missed the broadside of a barn. Well, that of course in uh, Gay Paris has turned into total racism. Uh, French Football Federation condemning the online racist abuse directed toward its players and pledging to take action after they were targeted as the team lost to Argentina on penalties in Sunday's World Cup final in Qatar. The BBC reporting on Monday that uh, France forward uh, Kingsley Coman and midfielder, uh, is it Aurelien uh, Chumani, I believe is how you say his name, I probably have slaughtered that, were subjected to online racist abuse after missing their penalties in the final. Um those two players are black, and so, as one might imagine, the racists in Paris came right out to say, evidently, they missed the kicks because of their skin color. So, there you go. 
See, we're not the only Delta Bravo still floating around out there. Meanwhile, in Argentina, uh, where they did win, they had their celebratory parade. Problem is, it got crazy. Uh, as they're taking their uh, their double-decker bus, and you've got the players riding on top of the bus, uh, people were trying to jump onto the bus, like off of the bridge overpass, trying to jump onto the bus below so they could be with the players. Uh, Eric, I think you got audio of this, don't you? These guys trying to jump on. All right, I was kind of expecting to hear more of a splat sound, but I didn't. Just the same. You hear the crowd kind of go, ooh, as, ooh, as the yeah, guy Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It got so wild that they had to uh, they had to evacuate the players from their own victory parade in Buenos Aires by helicopter. They had to be choppered out from their own celebratory parade. Well, yeah, there was four million people there. And evidently all of them wanted a piece of Messi, right? Yeah. yeah. Run! Run! They said. Go! go! Get to the chopper! Yeah, you got to get to the chopper. Off you go. Uh, just wild, man. It's uh, I can't imagine that. In the United States, when our players do well, we get, we're like, wow, they did really great. And then they go on a boat parade and they start drunkenly throwing the trophy between boats in argentina people go and they want to start i guess attacking the players uh, makes uh, perfect sense well chris don't forget la was robbed of two championship parades in 2020 with the lakers and dodgers winning a championship so you can imagine if, what would have happened if they had a combined parade oh that's true that is true that's a good point maybe we just bring it all together that, they should have uh, but obviously covid kind of ruined all of that and right can't parade through with with masks on, I guess. And then, uh, real quick here, you see, Franco Harris died. Franco was a running back for the uh, the Steelers during their four Super Bowl runs in the seventies. Terry Bradshaw was quarterback. Franco Harris was the receiver. Or excuse me, was the the running back. Franco Harris is the guy that made the what's been called the immaculate reception, where the the Bradshaw's pass was horrible, bounces off. I think it was a Cowboys player, right, and then ends up in the hands of Franco Harris, who ends up running around all of the other uh, uh, Cowboys and into the end zone. And it was uh, just uh, considered by many to be one of the greatest plays in um, NFL history. Uh, the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception would be Friday. Franco died today, 72 years old. So he joins uh, some other celebrities this year, like uh, Kirstie Alley and Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac and Jerry Lee Lewis. The guy that played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies and uh, Queen Elizabeth. Franco Harris is up there with the rest of them. Probably probably settles in between Christine McVeigh and Queen Elizabeth for popularity. I would put him ahead of uh, uh, QE2. All right, let's talk uh, that spending bill and what's in it for you. That's next. Chris Merrill in for John and Ken on KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in your iHeartRadio app. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. 
Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited-time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.